Do you like my testing sounds? So beautiful, so beautiful. I was looking for my phone for like a minute, and then I realized that I was on the phone with you, and it was in my hand. Ha! You're dumb. Uh. You're dumb. (laughs) Welcome to the Sister Time Podcast, everybody. (laughs) Maddie Howard is a golden shaft of light, and all who touch her are turned to mist. Abby Howard was born in a crossfire hurricane and howled at her ma in the drive-in rain. But it's all right now. In fact, it's a gas. It's all right. She's jumping Jack Flash. It's a gas, gas, gas. Did you I like that? I've never heard this song. You've never heard this song? How can you I not have heard this, this song? I'm sorry. I'm a sheltered baby. There is a whole Whoopi Goldberg movie named after that song. Huh. I didn't know about this. She's a hacker. Maybe I was asleep <laughs> during this event. Well, you know what? You were probably just like seven. Asleep. That's what uh, uh, counts. Child, child, anyway. sleep, same difference. Speaking of sleep, How we're uh, sorry. Wow, welcome we to this week's show. Welcome. No. Okay, you go. Okay. okay, you go. Welcome to this week's show. It's about a show called Mood Dreamers. <laughs> Welcome to fucking Moon Dreamers. Moon Dreamers. <laughs> Welcome the to podcast. fucking Moon Dreamers. It hurts. Uh, so, Maddie, what did you do this week? Let me know. Well, I went to a concert with one of your friends, who is now my friend. Shout out to Jillian. I have stolen her from you. Why must you steal all my things? My precious. You're things. the younger sister. This is how it fucking goes. Also, my house. That's smells- not how it goes. I'm supposed to steal shit from you. Really? Yeah, that's how it goes. Older sister does the thing first, then I copy it. But I always steal your friends. Well, maybe it's because you're just more authoritative than most people. Or maybe it's just that I am spiritually the younger sister. I feel that. I feel it. You feel it? Not for most of our lives, of course. Right, but I feel like now we've switched roles. I'm so responsible. You're the responsible one with, like, an awesome job and cool prospects and, like, your I own house. I have a snake house. and it's still alive? Yeah, you keep Great. a snake alive? I can barely keep myself alive. I even have a cat. You don't have a cat to call your own. Ah, oh, fuck, I don't even have a cat. God, what am I You need doing? to invest <laughs> in a cat early on so it appreciates in time. Sorry. sorry. What were we talking about? Sorry for your suffering. Right, so I stole anyway. one of your friends and also my house smells like mold. I don't know why and I'm gonna just blame my roommate that it's probably in the walls and i'm a little bit worried that at night i'm going to inhale a mold spore and grow a tiny mold village in my lungs and it's gonna get all sentient and they're gonna send a spaceship up to like my nose to see what's going on and it's gonna be the worst thing ever as a junior scientist can confirm all of this is true i knew it what about you what did you do with your stupid week well i got back from a trip to montreal to go see all of my beloved friends Right before they left the city forever and split apart. To come be my friends, right? Yeah, basically, yes. So I went to Montreal. Cool. And I played board games. I played two whole board games. No, three. And I didn't hate it. I hate board games. They make me feel sad and like I'm wasting a lot of time. And also, like, I hate all of my friends. (laughs) Which board games were they? Uh, The first one was one that I actually want to buy now because it was so fun, which was the... Haunted Hill House game, Hill Haunting. Something with house 
and hill and haunted. Oh, the house in, in the haunted Guaga. Sorry, I yeah, was make that, a joke exactly. and then I did not, it didn't. It That's didn't it. Land. <laughs> anyway, it's like one of those games where uh, you don't don't worry about it. It's easy. It's an easy game, and it's got like fifty-two different endings, and all of them are all spooky, different monster-type things. And I love it. The last game I played was called Dominant Species, and it's like an animal game where you play as animals and you fight to survive. And I was failing for a long time because I was insects and they sucked. But then I cloistered away in a little corner while everybody else duked it out and the rest of it because they didn't see me as a threat. That's the trick, you guys. Be a coward like me. Be a coward. Abby Howard. Rhymes, you see. Rhymes. So it's true. Anyway, we're like eight minutes in and, uh... that we were not talking about this show. Why do you think that is? Maybe because Moon Dreamers sucks a bag of dicks. good. You're not dreaming, it's a Moon Dreamers. Dreaming up dreams for me and you. You're not dreaming, it's a Moon Dreamers. Making your sweetest dreams come true. So, Alyssa, who recommended the show for this episode, how could you do this to us? I mean, thankfully, it was only 16 episodes at 10 minutes a pop. That's 160 minutes of my life, and I'm never going to That is back. like, I could have spent that time, like, uh, staring at the sun, <laughs> playing with my cat. But you know what, Alyssa? We also want to thank you, because this is the first kids' show that we've seen that we just straight up were like, this is terrible. All I mean, it was of- also one of the first, like, we haven't done a whole lot of animated stuff. The previous show about the Magic Pony, that was the first animated thing we'd done. It just happened to be a really good animated thing. But a lot of these animated kids shows are not going to be something that adults can stomach. Basically what Moon Dreamers is, is a conglomeration of a toy cash grab and all of the free Hanna-Barbera animation that they could possibly cram into 10 minutes at the end of a My Little Pony episode to try to get kids to buy toys. Probably didn't work because it got canceled pretty quick, and you don't see a lot of Moon Dreamers talk these days. There's no Moon Dreamers Ruby, Ruby, Rubies. There is no Moon Dreamers reboot coming. Reboot Ruby. So Moon Dreamers, a Hasbro show, which is you know why they have all this stuff. It was part of the My Little Pony and Friends Magic Hour or something. Magic Half Hour. But it probably had plenty of times when you could just watch on, like, you know, a Cartoon Network when you were sick at home in the middle of the day. You could just keep watching My Little Pony and Moon Dreamers until you threw up Technicolor. Barely Technicolor. Moon Dreamers was only kind of colorful. Yeah, it was kind of fake. My Little Pony was way more. Well, it didn't help that, like, most of it's in space. In space with all these, like, black backgrounds or stars or something, a cloud, whatever. And just kind of colorful-ish characters, but not all the colors. It's just, like, sometimes teal, but mostly pink and purple. It's just boring. And then, like, every time you looked at the villain and the villain's world, it just looked like vomit. Gross. So the premise is, in the stars, there live a bunch of white babies who (laughs) give dreams to the children of Earth. But they must battle the evil queen, Scowleen, who is determined to turn all dreams into nightmares and cause pain and suffering among the children of Earth. Which is a lot cooler than it actually is Yeah, that practice. makes it sound way cooler. Yeah, I made it sound cool because I imagine in my head a way cooler version of this. Because <laughs> it's so easy to do that. <laughs> but they didn't. Every single episode was so bad. There was only one that I enjoyed, and I only enjoyed half of it. 
I did enjoy hate watching it. Yeah, for sure. It was easy to put on the background and be like, what the fuck is this? And then to type a bunch of stuff about how stupid things had just happened. I loved it. The thing is, it's not an actively, like, evil show or anything by any means. Like, it's not like I was watching it and I was like, this shit's stupid. It's kind of like a fluffy, dumb, kind of cobbled together shit show. Kind of mindless. Not even entertainment. You know what? It's not really. I was actually kind of looking forward to watching it. Like, I watched it over the course of, like, a couple of days and I was like, you know what? What if I just put on some Moon Dreamers right now, make myself a drink, and just, like, relax? You just kind of lie back and let the Moon Dreamers just wash over you. And at the end of every episode, you're rewarded for your hard effort by uh, this awesome outro music <laughs> that was so much better than the actual theme song that was just shit. Do you want to sing us a couple bars of the theme song? Yeah, it's the Moon Dreamers. Making sure everything turns out right. Yeah, dreamers, 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 make the phenomena. <laughs> that was exactly it. Did it, it so it was good? Uncanny. We should be professional musicians, obviously. Oh, uh, I mean, we improved that already. For one thing, it was a tiny baby voice that was singing the whole time. Like, who wants that? Did they have? And it sounded like a lullaby. I want to get charged up for your show. I don't want to fall asleep in front of it. Well, I give me that outro like, first. It's about sleeping, though. Oh, right. Anyway, let's talk about some of these characters. Yeah. So I guess our main characters, sort of, are Blinky and Bitsy, who are useless children who just wandered around the star. We don't really know where they came from, but in the first episode, they're just like, we want to go be Moon Dreamers. So they were just on their way down the highway to go get Moon Dreamer time. Uh-huh. And where did they come from? I was under the impression that the Moon Dreamers were the only children in the stars, but now there are these babies walking around. Where did they... Where are their parents? And they're a little glowy. What? They look exactly like the Moon Dreamers. What are you? Because they weren't Moon Dreamers yet. Moon Dreamers. No. Then they approach the Moon Dreamers' fortress, and they're just like, Moon Dreamers, we want to be just like you. And they're like, we don't have any openings. Get out of here. <laughs> and somehow, then eventually, they become the kind of like, you know, the slave labor. They're like apprentice Moon Dreamers. They're uh, unpaid interns, Moon Dreamers. They're like five years old, though. Unpaid intern, five-year-old Moon Dreamers. I mean, the Moon Dreamers themselves are what? Well, actually, I guess I assumed they were kind of ageless and had always been... These, like, ageless seven-year-old human China dolls? Weird toddler-looking... Whoa. They're really fucking weird. Like, now that I'm thinking about them a little bit, I'm like, what are they? And also, they're, like, small doll-sized. As Like, we see them next to people eventually. And they're, like, doll-sized. Clearly because, like, the, you know... The toys. They want to sell the toys, and they're like, look, it's a real Moon Dreamer. They're the actual size from the show. Though there is this one episode where a kid goes into their universe, and then they keep fucking up the sizes so much. Because, like, the Moon Dreamers are the same size as the Villainess. Right. Basically. But then when the Villainess is next to the boy, she's suddenly normal people-sized. So Blinky and Bitsy have animal companions. Ursa, which is a bear, and is star-themed, clearly. Ursa Major, do you get it? Ursa Minor is also a character, because there are a thousand characters on this show. But basically, Ursa Minor is like the scrappy-doo to Ursa Major's Scooby-Doo. But then there's Rory the Flying Lion. Why wouldn't you name the lion Leo? (laughs) You have Ursa, and then you've got this bullshit lion named Rory. Like, come on. Oh, aren't you familiar with that, the Rory from, you know, Greek myth? He's the zodiac symbol of people who wear boat shoes with no socks. (laughs) 
So then there's the supposed leader of the Crystal Whatevers, Moon Dreamers, whatever. Crystal Star. She's the leader and does nothing. Is this terrible then we of me, have... but does Crystal Star not just sound like the stripperiest name to you? Hmm. Right? Crystal Star? Hmm. It's got two R's at the end. Oh, it does. And Crystal right? has two L's. Crystal and Star. And Y. I feel like stripper names are mostly food names. Like, maybe if it were Crystal Sandwich. <laughs> That sounds like a stripper name to me. If you become a stripper and your name is Crystal Sandwich, I swear to God, I will Maybe love Tango you even Sandwich. more than I already do, which is so much. So then we have Dream Gazer. She has clearly been there the longest, and they're always just like, we should go to Dream Gazer. And they're always like, well, she might be busy. We don't want to bother her. And it's like, bother her doing what? Or like, what, what is she, she going to do to you? Because she has this crystal cube that's like a bunch of cubes inside of other oh, cubes. Oh, shit. Is that a and it's clearly. She always knows what to do because she just stares into her crystal cube and says some weird shit. And it's just like, yes, I see. I see it all. Dream Gazer, the all-powerful, all-knowing. Whimsy is also the best. She's the one who has all the quote-unquote imagination. And then she makes all the dreams for all the children of Earth. Seems strange that of all the moon dreamers, only one of them has the power to actually make dreams. <laughs> which seems to be their actual goal. But I guess you also have to deliver dreams, which seems to be everybody else's job. But then it's kind of like, uh, okay, how many children do you think live on Earth? Like a thousand, at least. <laughs> Even if it were that many, that would be too many. Especially since it takes her like, an like hour. days to complete a dream. She's sitting there and everybody else is like, Whimsy, oh my god, hurry your ass up. And she's like, I must make this peacock's feathers perfect. Anyway, Whimsy's really cool. There's this one episode that is my favorite episode because she loses her imagination, I guess, whatever. And then she has to go to the Sandman, and it's implied that they, like, had some kind of a teacher-pupil relationship in the past. Like, maybe he has some kind of school for dream people. The Sandman himself looks like he's from a totally different show. Uh, he's just, like, this tall, wizard-looking dude made out of sand, and he looks so sad and old. See, every show has something for us. Yep. Uh, anyway. For this one, we actually felt our creative juices flowing, right, Abby? Indeed. So much so that we even created our own Moon Dreamers. Moon Dreamers OC! Moon Dreamer OC! Yeah, you go first. I'm gonna go first? Okay. So mine is named Starlight, L-I-T-E. Um, and I am the moon dreamer, sort of like Whimsy, who makes dreams, but I am in charge of, like, the weird dreams. Like, the ones where it's not really a good dream or a bad dream. You just wake up and you sort of feel weird about yourself. Abby and I were discussing this, and we were saying a dream in which you were having a really intense conversation with a penguin, and then you fell in love, had a bunch of children with this penguin, and then, like, lived a whole full long life and, like, had the penguin die in your arms and then you woke up and you felt really sad even though the penguin was just not real and was also a bird those would be the dreams that i would make what about you abby unlike my sister starlight i was not content with the ways of a moon dreamer my oc is called stardust named thusly because i turn stars to dust with my powers bum, bum, like bum. i'm so cool i have gray hair that glows red when I turned evil, full of stars. I look badass. Maybe there's a skull on there somewhere. No, no, I'll keep it light. Just stars that are black. I turned evil and decided that I wanted to give nightmares to kids all the time because I realized that nightmares build more character than good shit all the time, 
I don't think kids should be happy all the time because I'm evil and cool. So we are always at odds. When I do battle with the Moondreamers, my sister is there. Poor Starlight, how we used to dance. <laughs> and now look at us. Artego is one of Fury. Riven in twain. Shall we ever be together again? Perhaps when the no. stars fall. The stars fall. And there are no dreams left. When the scarred surface of the earth has no children on it anymore. God, this sounds like such a better show. <laughs> the actual villain on the show is called Scowleen. She is an insomniac who is not nearly as fun as her name suggests. I thought Scowleen was going to be fucking rad. Turns out she's just boring and upset. And as she says, her only reasons for invading Up, which is where all the moon dreamers live, is I'm bored and it's there. Great reasons like, okay. to invade a country. She's just pissed off all the time because she doesn't sleep. And she has a daughter named Scowlet who has like the same body as every other Moondreamer. And she's just always looking for her mother's attention and love. And of course her mother is a villain so she never gives it and is quite abusive towards her child. They're awful. They're just such bad villains. Aww. There's nothing interesting about them. Their design is super bad. You don't even want to look at it. It's just like... She just looks like an evil witch. Yeah. What do you think, if you were, like, five, do you think you would have felt anything? No. Are you sure about that? Because I really like well, Scooby-Doo, and I recently revisited some episodes of Scooby-Doo, and whoa. But Scooby-Doo had the promise of monsters, and oh. as a child, of course, I never really thought that every single time it was going to be, like, some old dude in a mask. So I every single episode was just like, maybe this time. Well, maybe this is the one. You know, they kept teasing us, though, because the movies would have real monsters in them. Exactly. So I thought perhaps the old show also still had real monsters in it. But no, just the mo- the movies. The movies were super good, though. Zombie Island. Yeah, good fucking shit. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? That's like the best kids movie ever made. It is. They had a good idea there. Yeah. Unlike everything on this show, which was always a bad idea. Oh, well, it wasn't God, like a bad Scalene. idea. It was just kind of like a boring idea. It was kind of like, oh, no real stakes. And also, like, really not good at world building. Yeah, it was really They just kind of, well, for one thing, they kept adding in stuff, clearly so that they could sell toys of it. There's one episode where there's a dream train, and they just have this train, and it's like, ah, train, this is the main part of the episode. Turns out the train was built by Scowleen, and it took a bunch of kids that came out of nowhere. Up until this moment, we had never seen anybody else in this entire Kingdom of Staria, but suddenly, a bunch of kids for this train episode. And then, of course, the train goes down to the evil town, and it's like, aha, I got you with my train. I knew you would want to get on this train and bring all your friends here. Scowleen is the only adult. Which made Abby and I kind of look at each other figuratively. What if this is, like, some kind of weird purgatory thing for children? Either limbo or, like, this is, like, kid heaven or something, and all these kids are dead. Like, these are, like... And that's where Bitsy and What's-Her-Face came from. Was they had just died, like, and they were like, we want to be moon dreamers. The first episode, of course, they're just kind of like wandering in out of space. I mean, that's kind of a dark way of looking at the show, but I feel like it actually... But hey, it's it, a more interesting it, Yeah, way. it makes it more interesting. The Scowleen person lives in this, like, monstrous middle part that is in between Moondreamer Kingdom and Earth. And then they can get up into Moondreamer Kingdom through these black holes. And the way that the Moondreamer people take care of it is they just put a manhole over it over the black holes, yeah. and they're like, don't worry, it's fine. They can't find they their way get up in here. Of course they always do. every single episode. So this happens all the time. They should really come up with a better system and deal with this, or just get rid of Scowleen. Just do just it. Just kill her. Okay, 
can I just share, like, all of my confusion with you just in one, like, word vomit Go for thing? it. So, you've got Earth, you've got this weird area in space that is where the stars are, and the stars are, like, buildings, and inside of the buildings you make dreams. So far, so good. What is monstrous middle, quote-unquote? Like, they've got, like, Earth, and they've got the sky, and somewhere in between those two things is this huge like landmass and it's really unclear where it's supposed to be like what kind of celestial like space are they working in are they saying like everything's crystal spheres are they saying like these are the different planes of existence because the, the thing is it's like earth like monstrous middle has dirt and it has trees and it has monsters on it and it's like is this supposed to be like above the clouds is this supposed to be an alternate dimension and also, so you've got these manhole covers that are supposed to be blocking it. It does seem like it's organized in a way where it's like there's Earth and then you move up and there's Monstrous Middle and then you move up again and there's the Star Kingdom. How do you get from Monstrous Middle to the stars? Like, you would need to fly into the air? Like, it seems like you have to, like, fly upwards, find a manhole cover, which it's unclear how you identify what it is from below, open it up, how do you do that? Do you have to have a flying machine? We never see them cross from one world into the other that in that direction. All we see is them fall, like, forever down a manhole cover and hit Monstrous Middle. I just was really confused about where everything was supposed to be. The fact that Monstrous Middle is in between Earth and the stars is just like, where does it go? Is it... So I assumed it must have been alternate planes of existence. I'm guessing the way, this is something that I'm just like coming up with, whatever, who cares. Uh. But the way that they find out there's a manhole cover unmanned or whatever is like maybe there's a tornado and they're like, ah, quick, go catch that tornado, go up there. But then sometimes they will like pop out partially and it's like, where are you popping out from? What are you jumping up from? There is no space to jump up from, that's just your sky. There's nothing to stand on to lift a manhole cover. It's the sky. Maybe the manhole covers are in a bunch of different places. And they aren't necessarily in the sky. And, like, literally but... every single episode, they open up the manhole covers. Like, what a bad system. Like, clearly it's not a system that fucking works. Like, one of the little kids, Bitsy, like, kicks one a little bit, and it falls off. So this is a person who could fuck up, like, your whole life and your job and everything. All of it could just go to shit. And you're not even really making that much of an effort to keep her out. It's like they kind of want her to come. Because they're bored all the time. But they're not. They're, they're nothing, so busy. They're, fun. like, constantly making things, constantly behind schedule. They're super stressed yep. out. It's stressful all the time. They're just like, oh, my God, Winsy, you have to hurry up. Or, like, oh, my God, Bucky, you're slow on orders. Oh, oh my, my God, God how did we forget about Bucky Buckaroo? So Bucky Buckaroo is, like, their dude character. It's the only one. And uh, he is, like, a cowboy who rides on comets to deliver dreams. But apparently other people also deliver dreams, so it's like, okay, sure. He has this accent? <laughs> One of the most atrocious things I've ever heard. It's, like... it's so confused. It's supposed to be Southern, I'm guessing. But at most of the time, it sounds kind of Australian. It's like he's with been some, like, huffing butane. It just sounds messed and up. It he... just sounds like he's having a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's like he did a shit ton of drugs and then decided that he was going to try to pretend to be Blanche Dubois. 
Oh, Crystal, we need to go over there. No, you're doing oh, it too Oh, Crystal, well. stop. You're all... It's true. It's impossible to mimic this dude. Hold on, maybe I'll play a clip. Okay, yeah, you should. Let's... Cheer up, partners. How'd you like to make a star delivery with old Bucky Buckaroo? Oh, yes, Bucky. Please. We'll ride like the wind on my favorite comet, Halley. Or maybe this is a space accent. Maybe this is he's space, space Southern. Or maybe he's several people mixed together into one person, and that's why he has, like, a bunch of different accents all the time. These are all good possibilities. I doubt that anything like this level of thought went into the creation of the character. Or any of these characters. There's one episode where... I hate this episode <laughs> for a lot of reasons. So, so different but from Bucky the other episodes. Though. And this character, Sparky, who is also super awesome because she's tech-savvy and, like, kind of agitated most of the time, and I love that. Because she's the only one who has a lot of character. A lot of them just don't. Like, Whimsy has her little, like, soft, creative-type, weird person thing going on. Dreamgazer has her ethereal being thing going on. And then Sparky has her, like, attitude. This is one of those shows where uh, they do that thing where they introduce character dynamics at the beginning of a show. Sparky and Bucky, they hate each other. Remember that? Yeah. Well, we're going to use that this episode. I mean, I know we didn't tell you guys before, but now it's important because we wanted to do this stupid thing. And it's so lazy, and you see it so much in kids' shows because the characters don't really have a lot going on. And then they'll just be like, ah, man, this thing that's always been the case, right? And then by the end of the episode, it's all resolved. Don't worry, never think about it again. They're fine now. Like... Bucky and Sparky, after they were glued together or whatever, they're totally great, fine, they like each other now. You don't care about their relationship because you didn't know about it before, and you know by the end of the episode it's not going to matter anymore. For children, though? Like, for a kid, is Uh, that something that, like... No. They don't mind. The problem here is that we're adults watching a kid's show. We're asking a lot of this bad show. And it just can't deliver. It was not made for us. Nope. It was made for kids who, like... A cute doll that you can brush its hair. Yeah. It's got so much hair for you to brush. So much hair. God, a lot of the designs on this show that were not the actual dolls are just sloppy as hell. And the Star Eater in this one episode is like this big monster that eats stars, clearly. And it's one of the most lazily designed things I have ever seen. It just looks like a scribble. And when it moves around, it's like some kind of weird amoeba, but that has two legs. Oh, God. And they just didn't know what to do with it. The animators have no idea what to do with this giant, hulking, monstrous thing. Yeah. That's a mess. It almost seems and that's like kind of... it's, again, from another show. And I don't know whether things yeah. actually are, but it seems like there's, like, a lot of sharing happening. Like, a lot of these shows I don't... have similar, like, robots and monsters and villains and things that they just, like, cycle through, use one episode, and you never see them again. So I feel like the most important part of Moondreamers is the fact that they keep doing this thing with the dreams where every now and then they'll focus on an Earth kid who has a problem. And then the Moondreamers are like, we'll help fix this Earth kid's problems through dreams because that's what we do. I guess that was never talked about, but that's, I assume, what they actually do. Scowleen will somehow, like, mess with the dream and make it scary or, like, I don't know, send a giant horse after them. When this danger is introduced is the time that this kid learns a lesson every single time. I kept track. Because <laughs> the first time it happened, I was like, well, wait a minute. The Moon Dreamer's plan wasn't working. <laughs> and then Scowleen came in and scared the shit out of this kid. And then this kid learned a lesson by overcoming the fear because the fear was there. That was just a dream. It was silly to be afraid. Exactly. 
So really, apparently, nightmares are the shit that works. Huh. Well, not in real life, of course. Do you feel like nightmares like help you to learn lessons? I feel like I don't learn anything. No, not things, at all. Except like, wow, that. Was I say weird. I don't agree with that actual message of the show. Not that they actually knew that they were making that message of the show. Uh huh. They didn't know they were doing I don't really it, think... and you didn't agree with it. No, nightmares are just scary. You wake up and you're like, woof, glad that's done. Good job, Scalene. Without you, the Moon Dreamers wouldn't actually be able to do their job, apparently. Mm-hmm. See, you need a balance of good and evil. You can't just have all good. See, it's why I'm Stardust. Right. Stardust is going to come through, set this world right, give you a nice balance of fear and knowledge or something. Maybe You show him, Abby. I mean, Stardust. I will. And Starlight, if only you would see the world that I did. I'm too busy being weird in my own weird little corner. But Starlight, you could use your powers to help me create nightmares. Ah. I can't look directly at you because you are too glowing red and that means you're evil. So what is your high for Moondreamers? My high was the outro. I love it. I I go back and listen to it all the time. (laughs) Like, I liked both outros, because there was the outro that was at the end of all the uh, shows on YouTube, and that's, like, the actual My Little Pony and Friends outro for, like, the whole half hour or whatever. But then the actual Moon Dreamers outro is also still so much better than the actual theme song. So I'll listen to both of them on 10-hour loop, just to mix it up a little bit. What was your high, Maddie? I should have thought of something for this before. Now. Uh, it was only 10 minutes long! That's my high. That's good. It was actually one of the easier assignments that we've had. It was. It was not that long. Yeah. And it gave us a lot to talk about. Yeah. That's good. That's good. There's a lot in there. They packed a lot into a small package. TV shows are good, folks. If you want to recommend some stuff, TV shows is where it's at. Yeah. What about your low? My low was this character called Igon. It's not purposefully this bad. It's supposed to be like your little dorky sidekick kind of thing. For your scientist but it just like sounds like somebody is trying to talk at you through a milkshake or like a or mouthful something. of macaroni and cheese yeah more like that and it's just like this voice actor was really overdoing like, it with like the tongue sounds and salad. like the breathing a lot <laughs> no that's not even it uh, i can't it, do it because it's, like, it's than just that. so it's like... <laughs> meanwhile he's like trying to say words in between and it's just like whoa so it's got, like, just this so challenging. Okay, wait. What? I have to play a clip of this okay, one too. Cool. What was your greatest mistake, Master? What was your greatest mistake? Okay. I'm sorry, Master. I'm sorry. And then, of course, its design was something else entirely. I have no idea what most of the parts were. Because it was so ill-designed. Yeah, he had some... It had maybe three wheelie legs. Almost painful to look at him because you didn't know what you were looking at. Yeah. And he had, like, wheels on his feet. He might have been part robot. I was kind of worried that he was going to do something gross. Like, I was sort of looking at him and I was like, I'm really uncomfortable about this character. Like he was about to turn inside out or something. Yeah. Oh, you know what he was just like? Was, um, you know, Galaxy Quest, the pig monster? Yeah, oh my god. It's just like the pig monster, especially when the it's pig like monster gets turned inside yeah. out. See, that's the kind of shit that a kid would be afraid of. Yep. Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it keeps making these strange, horrifying noises. He has no visible genitalia, but he's naked. He just looked like some kind of a lump that was moving around. I didn't know what anything was. I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like, five genitals. Yeah. 
that we just didn't even notice because of how horribly he was animated. Maybe that was the thing on his head. Oh, I see. That was just, like, but a bunch like, of dicks. But also, if he were fucking made in a lab, then maybe he wouldn't have them, and that would explain why he it's was true. such an amalgamation of useless parts. Yeah, he just kind of formed himself yeah. out of parts that had been thrown away in a corner. Okay. Anyway, what was your low? Let me see. What was my low? Gosh, so much to choose from here. You know, I'm gonna pick her other sidekick guy as being my low, too. The one who was, like, some weird... Dickensian kind of inventor guy? Uh, he didn't fit. His whole character was dumb. He really didn't. He belonged in some other show. He was also really creepy in a way that I like couldn't put my finger on, but there was just something really weird about him. Like, it was something... For one thing, I don't know. What? It's like, I don't know, are they in a relationship or something? But not. They definitely weren't. Like, how did Scowleen have a daughter? Was Scowleen... Was that her real daughter? Because she didn't look Maybe anything she, like her. Ooh, what if it was a moon dreamer who wanted to be evil? Yeah, and like was adopted by her. Maybe it was a moon dreamer who fell from the stars. Just like you. When she was a tiny baby. Oh. Yeah, but much less good. Because she looks like a moon dreamer. Instead of looking like That Scully. would be good. See, if they had even put that in there. God, that would be so, so much helpful. better than just, it's Scowlette, Scowleen's daughter. Bleh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about any of this. Just don't think about it. So, what are we going to watch next week, Abby? Shit. Shit. What are we going to watch next week? It's our 10th anniversary episode. Oh, right. We have a plan. Do you remember our plan? I do. Are we sure we want to do that plan? Do we? Do you? I, I guess. I don't want to watch Boy News. Okay, World. cool. Let's do Save by the Bell then. So, next week is our 10th episode. Woo. So, we're going to do a 10th annual extravaganza. Extravaganza! We're going to watch a show that people actually watched. And enjoyed, I guess, is how we're going to mix well, this up. here's the thing. Well, that, specifically that we have never seen. Yeah, like me and Abby didn't get to watch a lot of TV when we were kids. Because I watched Lost in Space and uh, right. Twilight Right, we were allowed Zone. to watch, like, approved shows. But we didn't really watch things that other kids our age watched a lot of and is like... We especially did not watch live action shows. No. So there are a bunch I ate of up things cartoons. that are, like, cultural capital that we, like, don't have. Namely, Saved by the Bell. I've never watched a single episode. I have no idea what happens in the show. I don't know what it's about. So I know there's some kid named Screech. We were Screech thinking that we I'm... would turn our traditional show format on its head and watch a show that everyone else has seen but we haven't. Prepare yourselves. We're going to watch some Saved by the Bell and report our findings back to you. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. It seems like it's going to be a really boring show. It's about a school. Even the shows that were about school while I was in school bored the shit out of me. Show me some cartoons or show me nothing. And if you have any suggestions for the 11th episode, perhaps, or after, you should email us at sistertimepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much we for listening to our, love our cute show. We love you. Our cute sisterly show. And thank you, Abby's Patreon supporters, without whom none of this would be possible. Including oh, Abby being alive. Ah, now I get to hear that sweet, sweet outro. Oh, play it. Bask yeah. in it. Bask. Go to the stars. <laughs> Bask.